When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's up? What's up? Welcome to the Having It All podcast. My name is Matthew Bivens, and thank you for joining me today in this conversation we're about to have. We're about to get in it. I'm going to talk about having it all, experiencing your own abundant, loving life. And for today's conversation, we're going we're gonna to go full circle of life here uh, because we're talking about death. And that's not what I normally get into in this podcast. I don't know how many episodes I've really got into topics related to death or dying. But I, I was moved to talk about the regrets of the dying today. And you may very well get emotional listening to this. If the things that I'm going to share with you and dig into speak to you and resonate with you, just prepare yourself that emotions might come out. And that is perfect. Because I know that if you really feel this, your life can be transformed. So don't be afraid. Don't be worried. Just open yourself up because we're going to dig into the top regrets of the dying, which is just powerful, powerful conversation. And of course, I'm going to bring it in my own style, in my own way. So it's going to be great. It's going to be a really, really awesome conversation. To kick things off, let's get into some equally awesome stuff, and that's magic, right? Magic is all about influencing yourself, others, and life in an empowering way. And it's what you do constantly. You're constantly creating magic. You're constantly experiencing magic, but you're not necessarily aware of it. So I want you to get become more aware of it because that's what having it all is about, just magical moments, left and right. Like imagine you wake up in your life and from the moment your eyes open, even before then, from the moment you realize you are awake, you start to influence yourself, others in life in a powerful way. And you begin your day with magic. You flow and experience magic all throughout the day and you end it with magic. How could you not love life when that's happening? How could you not smile constantly and just be in a state of joy? So that's what we're all repping. That's what we're all playing for. My magic has been the work that I have been influencing myself to put in on this beautiful brand new Love, I'm just going to call it love, that I'm bringing to you all very soon in the next couple of months. So I have just been very, very inspired to bring you all the tools, the lessons, the insights, the resources, the mindsets, all of it to help you activate your own abundant loving life. 
You know, on this podcast, I talk a lot about these things and I give you examples from my life. I give you examples from the real world. And a lot of times I give you concrete action items for you to go take and apply into your life. And many of you do. I know because you reach out to me and you tell me about them. You tell me about the transformations that have made. But then there's a lot of you who will reach out and say, I love the conversation about stepping through your fears, but how do I do that? I really, really want to create a powerful synergistic relationship, romantic relationship with my partner, but how do I set standards and hold boundaries in my relationship? And I love those questions because those questions to me means that you're ready to go from talking the talk to walking the walk. And so what I've been working on for the last several months has been taking all of the concrete action steps, taking all the things that I do in my coaching, in my one-on-one coaching, and laying them out for you so that you can take action towards having it all. So this past week, I was so inspired, recorded a bunch of videos, got a lot of stuff moving, and this is going to be so sweet. So that's my magic, just influencing myself to really just pour my heart into this and to feel that fire burning in me that I want to deliver this to you all so badly. Like, it's it's oozing out of me. And when it comes out, you guys are going to be, it's just going to, it's going to floor you because you're going to be able to put this into action. And that to me is where the rubber meets the road, right? Massive action. That's what happens in order to create that transformation. So that's just my magic is just, uh, uh, just, putting, putting my, my energy, my love into this recently. Um, and it's going to be super cool. I'll continue to leak out little details. I know I'm vague for a reason. Like I'm intentionally vague. I'm not even telling you the name. But I'm going to keep leaking out little details for the next several weeks until everything is ready to rock and roll. But just know something big is coming. And me working on it recently has been my magic. So now take a moment to pause and reflect on your own magic. How have you influenced self, others, or life? Just take a minute because you're doing it all the time and I really want you to be able to recognize how powerful and magical you are. All right, let's move on to some listener love because along with the magic, I got such gratitude for you, for you tuning into the podcast, whether this is your first time listening or you've been here since the very beginning. I just got so much gratitude and so much love for you. And so I really want to acknowledge those of you who go the extra step to reach out to me and connect. And I've been getting a lot of just really amazing messages through Instagram. And so I wanted to give a shout out to Sunshine on Instagram. You know who you are. And I really appreciated your message. I appreciated your outreach. And one of the things you said in your in your message to me was that, you enjoyed this podcast and you appreciate this podcast because I hit on the points that maybe you didn't want to bring up for yourself. But when you listen to an episode, I touch on it. So now it's here in front of you and now you face it. And I love that. I absolutely love that. That's what shows like this one should do for you. It should make you think about things and create a feeling of confrontation. I want you to feel confronted by the things I have to say. Because that simply means your old self is being confronted with what it takes to go and become the new self. 
And it's when you recognize that discomfort and you see it for what it is and you decide to move through it anyway, that transformation happens. So the fact that I'm hitting on different points that you don't want to bring up within yourself is perfect. It's divine time. It means you were meant to hear that message. You were meant to hear that point. And if things that I say just cause some, some, some feeling within you, sometimes it's excitement. Many times it's butterflies. Sometimes, some of you have even reached out and said, I made you angry. I made you angry by stuff that I said. And that's awesome. I'm stirring things within you because it's all energy, baby. And I'm just stirring around. And so I love the fact that when you listen, things move. Because you do not grow without discomfort. There has to be a little bit of that friction. has to be a little bit of that tension. And so, sunshine, I love it. Keep tuning in. Let me know, by the way. Let me know what, what, what are those things that I'm bringing up that you don't really want to face. Because I'll talk about it more. And we'll bring it all the way up. <laughs> we'll get it all out there in the open. So that you can truly experience a transformation in that area that you want to. So you can truly have it all. So I appreciate you reaching out, Sunshine. I appreciate everyone listening and everybody who has ever felt confronted on this podcast. I'm going to say it one more time. I love that. And my job, if, if, I'm, if I'm doing my job, then everybody is feeling confronted in some sort of way. If I'm doing my job, then people out there are never listening to my show again because something I said has made them feel so uncomfortable, so angry that they had to just completely walk away from it and go leave me a one-star review. That's how you know you're really getting to something when it's polarizing. Because if you're just hanging out, if I'm just talking all this, you know, great stuff, like it's it's, you know, it's awesome to be peaceful and everybody should be happy and sometimes life is hard. And that's kind of the message I'm giving you. Everybody agrees with that, right? But if I'm telling you, hey, listen, the reason why your life is hard is because look in the mirror. It's because of you. You're responsible for it. Stop blaming everybody else, right? I'm getting a little bit more edgy and I can take it even further. You know I can. So if there isn't confrontation, then I'm not doing my job. So let me know. This is for everybody now, everybody listening. Let me know where you felt confronted with this podcast. And for the most bold of you, let me know where you want me to talk, where you want me to go, where you want me to take these topics so that I can confront you in an area that maybe you're a little bit too afraid to confront for yourself. I'm happy to be that person for you. Anybody listening who's ever worked with me understands that that's the space that I hold for every person that I work with, right? When you sit across from me, it's because there's some stuff that you have within you that your spirit is ready for it to come out even if your ego isn't, even if you're scared to death. Your spirit has summoned me there in that moment to help bring that out, and that's what we do. We don't talk about the fun things and the easy things. Nah, we get to the, the gritty things, the realness. So I appreciate, I appreciate Sunshine. I appreciate everybody who's felt something stir within them when they listen to an episode of this podcast because that's what I'm, I'm playing for. I'm playing for transformation, my own transformation, and I'm holding the space for your transformation. And transformation does not happen if we stay living in our comfort zones. It does not happen if we never step into fears. It does not happen if we don't take risks. It does not happen if we don't take massive action towards the people that we want to become. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. 
Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. So, that's a tangent right there. <laughs> that's like the definition of the tangent. I think I've had a couple of tangents already, but bringing it back to listener love. Sunshine, I appreciate you. You inspired this tangent. I love it. And if you want to reach out to me like Sunshine did, hit me up on Instagram. I'm enjoying Instagram. Sometimes I'm sending voice notes. That's been fun for me too, to like, instead of typing something back, I'll just do a little voice note. So if you got one of those, then that's like a gift because I'm just trying that out. But you can hit me up on Instagram, Matthew underscore Bivens, and we'll get into a dialogue. Or if you're more, more of the classic type of communication, you can hit me up on uh, email, Matt C. Bivens at gmail.com. And hey, if I get a P.O. box one day, I'll give you an address. Like if you're really, really, you know, classic with it and you want to write me a letter, that would be cool. But I don't have a P.O. box yet. So we'll hold off on that for now. Email and Instagram and we'll keep it rolling. We'll keep it flowing. So let's get into today's topic. Like I said, we're talking about the top regrets of the dying. This is some, this can be some heavy stuff. And so if emotions come up for you, I think that's beautiful because it is simply illuminating an area in your life that you want to pay attention to. Like if you're starting to feel any of these regrets now, then that's something that you want to pay attention to. And part of the reason why I wanted to bring up this topic now is it's December. We're halfway through December. So a lot of you, a lot of us, you know, I'm going to throw myself in it as well. We're thinking about 2019. You know, we're thinking about the things that we want to experience and create in 2019. And so if any of these top regrets that I'm about to read to you resonate, then that's an area that you probably want to focus on in 2019. Because nobody likes experiencing regrets, having regrets. It's a terrible, terrible feeling. I know it. I've had several regrets in my life that I'm still working on. Like I'm still working on just being at peace with certain things, ways that I behaved. A lot of my regrets have to do with how I treated past girlfriends, like how I showed up. Because today I'm standing here knowing and understanding what it means to be a king. What it means to show up like a king and respect and honor a love, a queen. But I was not a king years ago. I was far from it. I was a boy. And I was very much led by my emotions. And that's how I behaved, very emotionally. And so some of my regrets, I look back and I'm like, man, you know, I, I just wish I didn't say that. I wish I didn't do that. I wish I could have been there in a different way. And I'm working to evolve that, right? Evolve from a place where I'm holding regrets to a place where I'm just accepting 
that that's who I was at the time and grateful for the lessons that I've learned and grateful for the, the people in my life, in this case, the women who showed up in that role to help me experience that lesson to help get me where I am today. That's an evolution. And, you know, I'm, I'm working my way there. But, you know, this episode was inspired by, like I said, it, it being the end of the year. Um, but also, I, I've been touched by some sadness recently, past couple of weeks. And um, I'm really starting to understand it a little bit more. Um, I've lost a few loved ones over the years, over this year. A few people that I, I loved uh, transitioned. And that's been challenging. And I recently had somebody who's very close to me experience a transition of their grandmother. And, you know, that's that's been interesting as well. So I, I just don't believe it's a coincidence that this topic presented itself to me today to talk about all of this. And the third sort of thing that has inspired this. You know, it's the end of the year. I've experienced some sadness around around transitioning uh, loved ones in my life. Uh, but I've also been in conversations with friends where they're telling me that they feel old. Like, I'm 32. And in this particular friend group I was talking with recently, they're all around the same age, 31, 32, 33. And they're talking about how they're feeling old. And that was just interesting for me because, like, we got so much life ahead of us. All of us do. A lot of life. A lot of opportunity. A lot of opportunity to turn things around, especially if we're experiencing some of these regrets. So let's get into the list now. And um, let me just adjust my mic real quick. I got a stand-up mic here, so sometimes... There we go. This list comes... is, is I'm going to be reading from a blog post. Um, a woman named Bronnie Ware, B-R-O-N-N-I-E-W-A-R-E. She spent many, many years working with people who were dying. She was working with, um, like, relieving pain for folks who were, you know, essentially in their last weeks of life. And she spent the last three to 12 weeks with these people. And so she got to experience many, many people in those final weeks and saw what they went through emotionally. And so she ended up having conversations with these folks. And one of the questions that she would ask is if they had any regrets. Looking back on their life, is there anything that they would have done differently? And in having these conversations with, with many, many people, she started to see patterns emerge. And she wrote this blog article called Regrets of the Dying. And it's on her website, again, brawnyware.com, B-R-O-N-N-I-E-W-A-R-E.com. And there's actually a book that she published as well, talking about the regrets and her experience of how it's trans transformed her life since talking with these folks. And so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to read you the some excerpts from this blog article, because it's powerful. So we're going to go through these five regrets. I'm going to read the regret. I'm going to read you a little bit from the article, and then I'm just going to provide a bit of my own commentary and, and feedback on it. And you'll see how this 100% relates to having it all, living an abundant, loving life. So we're going to go in reverse order. We're going to start with number five. The number five regret is that I wish that I had let myself be happier. And to that, Brony writes, this is a surprisingly common one. Many did not realize until the end that happiness 
is a choice. They had stayed stuck in old patterns and habits. The so-called comfort of familiarity overflowed into their emotions as well as their physical lives. Fear of change had them pretending to others and to themselves that they were content. When deep within, they longed to laugh properly and have silliness in their life again. How many right now are feeling that they wish they could be happier, experience more happiness in their life? I know a number of people right there are just shaking their heads, literally or figuratively. And allowing ourselves to be happy, because I think it is an allowing, right? You know, Brownie wrote that, I wish I had let myself be happier. And she says that it's a choice. Happiness is a choice. Because happiness is simply the way that you're viewing the world. It's a perspective. It's a lens, right? You can look at the world through the lens of happiness and joy, and that's how you experience life. Or you can look at the world through a lens of, you know, sadness, of frustration, of anger. And so if, if this resonates with you and, and you can connect with this regret, wishing that I had let myself be happier, then as you flow into the next year, shoot, as you flow into tomorrow, meditate on this, right? Become aware of where you aren't allowing yourself to be happy. Because things simply are in life, right? Things simply happen. Life simply happens. And then we layer on our meeting and our emotion to it. And that's why you can have two people who grew up in very similar conditions, environments, who have two very different experiences of it, who have two very different feelings of it. You can have two people on the most beautiful tropical vacation, sitting on a beach, sipping drinks. One person's loving the experience, the other person's hating it. One person's allowing themselves to be happy, the other person isn't. So if this resonates with you, then really for all of these, I don't want you to walk away thinking that you have to do anything. I simply want you to feel. I simply want you to let these connect with your heart, with your soul, with your spirit. Because each one of these things, there are action items that you can actually do to shift them. But I'm not here to give you those action items right now. I'm here to simply bring awareness around some of these regrets that might be growing within you. So that first one, I wish I had let myself be happier. The next one, actually that was number five. So this is number four. Number four is, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Brony writes, often they would not truly realize the full benefits of old friends until their dying weeks, and it was not always possible to track them down. Many had become so caught up in their own lives that they had let golden friendships slip by over the years. There were many deep regrets about not giving friendships the time and effort that they deserved. Everyone misses their friends when they are dying. She goes on to write that all that remains in the final weeks, love and friendships. And, or sorry, she said love and relationships. And this one is, is particularly impactful to me, um, knowing how the past few years of my life, relationships had ebbed and flowed, right? Relationships with family had been ebbing. Relations, well, let me, let me back up. Relationships with my siblings had been ebbing, while relationships with other people had really been flowing. And I've seen that in my life as well, that friendships, you know, like you got to actually put in some work with friendships. 
And it's so common for us to get caught up in our lives, right? Just get busy. And you can let friendships slip by. And you can go days and weeks and months and years without putting energy into a friendship that at one point in your life was so incredibly important to you. So if this is a regret that is, that is you know, causing something to stir within you, then, you know, do recognize that there are things and ways you can shift it. But right now, let's just connect with the feeling. Like, man, yeah, there are some, some friendships that are going down that path of becoming regrets. Because in the end, what we do have is love and relationships, totally. Totally. And that's why this one is so important. All the stuff that we amass all the money, all the, the furniture, all the junk means nothing when you're on, that, on your deathbed, when you're in your final weeks. You think about relationships. You think about the relationships, the people that you've impacted, the people who've impacted you, the people who are currently around you. And you think about the ones that you let slip by because you got too busy with life. So that's number four. Number three... I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. For this one, Brony writes, many people suppressed their feelings in order to keep peace with others. As a result, they settled for a mediocre, mediocre existence and never became who they were truly capable of becoming. Many developed illnesses relating to the bitterness and resentment they carried as a result. This whole statement could be could could be something that just transforms a person's life. I mean, I think we all we all can relate to suppressing our own feelings to keep peace with somebody else. Not saying something because it might offend another person. Not doing something because we know that they wouldn't want us to do it. Not having the courage to fully express my feelings. And you know what? I'm going to take this one an even step further because I think it's having the courage to be authentically you. To express yourself authentically. Because expression happens in so many different ways. In words, in actions, in beingness. So these folks that she was connecting with and talking to, they were regretting not truly being themselves. And Like she said, as a result, you settle. When you aren't going to fully express yourself, when you aren't going to truly be yourself, you settle. You settle for for the mediocre existence. You settle for the job. You settle for the partner, the wife, the husband. You settle for your life. Knowing that who you are today is far from who you are capable of becoming. But because there's that fear, because of whatever's going on, and you aren't you don't feel like you can truly express yourself. You just get into this comfort and you settle. But here's the thing. You hold on to that energy of what if, of I know I'm not reaching my full potential, of regret. And I really like that Brony wrote in here that many of the people that she worked with and she treated developed illnesses relating to the bitterness and resentment they carried as a result of settling, as a result of suppressing their own feelings. That should be a wake-up call to a number of folks. If this is connecting with you, recognize that that energy that you're keeping in 
by not fully expressing it, guess what it does? It creates a dis-ease within you, which leads to illness. Because that energy turns into bitterness. It turns into resentment. It turns into regret. And if that's not being expressed or released or healed, it's got to do something to you. And I'm a big believer in that. I mean, that's why so many people experience heart attacks induced by stress. Stress is a feeling. Stress is energy, right? That's how you're relating to things. So this one connects with me. It really connects with me because I know from my own self and my own journey, I had not and have, you know, I had not been fully expressing myself. Very much suppressing my feelings. Not necessarily to keep the peace, but because I was just terrified of expressing myself. I was terrified of opening up. I was terrified of being me. Terrified of being me. And so to, to you know, hear from a person who was with these folks expressing this sort of regret and to recognize that illness was created within them because they were holding on to those feelings that turned into bitterness and resentment. That's a little scary to me. It's like, you know what? You need to express yourself not simply because it feels great and it feels authentic, but because it might save your life. Because if I don't express myself, if I don't release if I, if I settle for a mediocre life, then very well are, might be inviting some physical illness. And I don't want that at all. So this one really connects with me. I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. I know it connects with you as well. Number two, we're on the last two. Oh man, this is, uh, yeah. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Brony for this one writes, this came from every male patient that I nursed. This came from every male patient that I nursed. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. They missed their children's youth and their partner's companionship. Women also spoke of this regret, but as most were from an older generation, many of the female patients had not been breadwinners. All of the men I nursed deeply regretted spending so much of their lives on the treadmill of a work existence. All right. I have to believe 99.9% of everybody listening was hit with that one. Especially you men. Today is 2018. You know, if, if at the time, I don't know when, when Brony wrote this article. Uh, I don't see a date. But... This could have been decades ago. So she was nursing or working with with patients who maybe were in their 70s, 80s, 90s. And that was decades ago. So things have shifted so much since then. It's now 2018 going on 2019. And so many households have two parents that are working full time. So while the, the people that she was interviewing and talking with, you know, every male could connect with this regret. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Now, I bet you most females connect with it too. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Spending so much time on that work treadmill to go where? To get to what destination? There was a a video that I saw on Instagram. Um, I think I actually saved it. I'm doing this real time, everybody. I'm pulling up my phone. And let's see. I go into my saved things. Let's see, saved. 
for those of you who are like, just get on with it, man. It's like, no, this is, this is part of it. This is how we create some connection between all, all the things we're talking about. It was a video where a guy was illustrating how much time we spend working, right? Because I can't find it right now, so I'll have to go find it later. But, you know, you spend from the age of 20-something to 65 working, 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 working. And the whole model of, you know, get that job, stay in the job for 20, 30, 40 years, work for retirement, enjoy your retirement. I mean, we all know that that's the type of thing that not many folks who are, you know, the millennials and the generation right before millennials, I don't know the name of that generation. Um, Everybody in their 30s or 40s, like, that's not really what we're aspiring for right now. And a lot of people who are older than that, it's like, yeah, that idea just doesn't really appeal to me. And so yet, we haven't gotten out of this mindset of work. You know, a lot of people are living to work. And so this one really connects with me, especially being a father. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And the sentence that that really gets me is they missed their children's youth and their partner's companionship. How many of you are missing out on watching your kids grow up, on experiencing your kids grow up? Or how many of you are missing out on your partner's companionship, on their love, on their friendship, laughter, telling jokes, watching TV together, whatever, because you're so focused on work. You're so focused on making that money. You're so focused on getting climbing that career ladder. You know, I love the fact that this made it on the list because at the end of the day, when you're laying on that on, on your bed and you know you've just got weeks left, you know you're in your final moments. Who the hell cares how much money you made, how many promotions you received, how many titles you had before your name? None of that stuff matters. Go back to the 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 fourth regret which had to do with relationships. All that remains in your final weeks, love and relationships. This one also hits home for me because my parents are of that generation that they worked their asses off. Worked their asses off. And I, I have a very different paradigm around that. And so I see it and I think to myself, man, there's a, there's a lot of stuff I feel like you're missing out on. And so, you know, I remember having conversations with my dad where he said providing for his family financially was his, his center. We were talking about centers at the time. So that was his biggest motivator, providing financially, which meant that he worked a whole lot. And he still does work a whole lot. So if that regret is connecting with you, I just want you to feel it. Just feel it right now. Because when that feeling hits you and you don't want to feel it anymore, that's when your actions are going to shift. But as long as you're comfortable feeling it, nothing's going to change in your life. So that's why right now in this episode, I just want you to feel. Just feel. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Every single male patient said that. That's nuts to me. Every single one said, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Hmm. All right. So this is the number one. The number one regret of the dying. Recorded by Brony Ware as she was working with these men and women in the final days of their lives. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. I'll say that one more time. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. She writes in in the article, this was the most common regret of all. 
When people realize that their life is almost over and look back clearly on it, it is easy to see how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. Most people had not honored even a half of their dreams and had to die knowing that it was due to choices they had made or not made. It's very important to try and honor at least some of your dreams along the way, she writes. From the moment that you lose your health, it is too late. Health brings a freedom very few realize until they no longer have it. So there are two extraordinarily profound realities in this one regret. The first is living a life where your dreams have gone unfulfilled. Having dreams, having goals, having aspirations, and not pursuing them, not seeing them through, being too scared. That is the number one regret of the dying, shared by men and women alike. Living a life that wasn't true to themselves. Living the life that other people expected of me. I've had a number of you email me and paint pictures where you're going to school or you went to school to pursue a degree that your parents had wanted you to do. My dad's an optometrist and he has a great optometry practice and he really wanted me to become an optometrist. And so I went to school and I went through my, my bachelor's and my master's program and I became an optometrist. And here I am working in his, his office and I hate every moment of it. And what Brony is saying in this article, that will become one of your biggest regrets if you continue. If you continue living the life that another person has expected of you. Somebody right now is crying because this hits home. Because you know that you've been living a life that is not authentically yours. Living the life that another person wants. And so you just made the choice, because that's another key thing, right? These are choices. Made the choice to live that life on another person's plan. And it might be a person who loves you. It often is a person who loves you and they want the best for you. But they want what they want for you. And if that gap between what they want for you and what you want for you is wide and you're standing on the opposite end of that gap, that's where regrets really just take root. When you know that your spirit is pulling you in the direction of something very different than what you're doing today, but you're doing what you're doing today for somebody else, regret happens, resentment happens, that bitterness, it happens. And that's really the, that's one of the things that is packed into this. The second one, which I'm so happy was mentioned, is health. Because she says, from the moment that you lose your health, it's too late. It's too late to go after your dreams and your goals and really try to become the person you want to become when you're trying to recover your health, when you've neglected your health for years. I'm talking physical health, emotional health, mental health, spiritual health, especially physical health. And I know that's that's part of what she had mentioned here because she's working with people who are dying. They're dying from something that's probably happening or broken down physically. So if you let your physical health go and now you're trying to recover it, you're getting close to the point of it being too late because then you're going to start spending your time and your energy and your resources just to recover your physical health, not to go for those goals. 
that is a is a is a huge regret in and of itself. And I really want everyone who's listening to to recognize that you know these are choices that are being made that lead to these regrets. These aren't happenstance things. This isn't just, it doesn't just happen. Nobody made you do certain things that are leading to the regrets. That's a big thing that you have to connect with. Because if you can connect with the truth, with the reality that your choices, the choices that you made today, the choices that you made yesterday, the choices that you made 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago have led you down the path that you're currently on and the path that you're currently on is leading you towards regrets, if you can understand that and just accept that, don't fight it, just simply accept it, then guess what? You can begin making different choices. You can begin making different choices that are going to move you towards the things that you truly want to experience in your life so that you do not have regrets. You can begin choosing a life where you have the courage to be yourself, to live your own life. You can begin to choose a life where you prioritize relationships as opposed to working so damn hard. You can begin to choose a life where you express yourself, you express your feelings, and you live authentically. You can begin to choose a life where you stay in touch with your friends and you don't let those powerful, amazing friendships just fall away. And you can begin to choose a life where you allow yourself to be happier. This is what I want you to get from listening to this episode. If these regrets are resonating with you, let them resonate. The louder they resonate, the stronger they resonate, the more that you are going to be able to make a shift. Because at some point, you're going to feel it so strongly and you say, I don't want to feel this anymore. I do not want to feel this regret. I do not want to feel this regret. And that's what I want for you. I want this to hit you so hard that you're like, I got to put my car over right now because this regret that he just read, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it so strong. Because once you can connect with that feeling and you're like, okay, I want to feel something different, then you're going to have some inspired action to go create something different. But for now, just sit with it. You might have to listen to this whole episode again, maybe several times, and really let each of those five regrets sink in. Let them sink in. Because you have a lot of years ahead of you. I don't care if you think like some of my friends and think that you're, you're at the end of your rope or you're getting old. No way. You have a lot of years ahead of you. No ship can't be turned around. You haven't gotten too far yet. Even if you're like thinking to yourself, you know what, I've let my health go. How can I begin pursuing my dreams and my goals if I let my health go? Everything can be turned around. So there's always time to shift and make different choices that are going to leave you feeling happy and fulfilled and joyous and excited and abundant and loving as opposed to regretful. Whew. I know when I read through this list in preparation to talk about it with you all, it connected with me. You know, like I shared that magic of really working on this, this um, what's called a course for everybody around having it all. And I've been working my ass off on it. You know, just last night, Sarah and I were watching a couple episodes of a show that we like, and then she went off to bed and, and I went to the office and I worked. And so I have to check myself, like, am I going to regret working so hard? 
You know what I mean? Am I going to look back and think I could have just spent, you know, a little bit more time in the relationships or a little bit time with work? So these things, like I'm sharing them with you all, but listen, I'm, I'm meditating on this as well. And I think it's a great thing that we do that because we're entering into a new year. We are. And I'm going to be doing an episode later on that's going to talk about our word for the year. We're each going to select one word for 2019, a word that we're going to carry with us and work on embodying and being. My word for this year was faith. My word for last year was beast mode. So perhaps your word is around the regret that speaks to you most significantly. But again, just let the message of this episode sink in with you. Let it ring throughout your heart. Let it ring throughout your spirit. Don't be attached to feeling down about yourself. Listen, this is not about self-criticism. This is not about you judging yourself. If you're doing that right now, just stop it. That doesn't help anything. Cut it out. That's just your ego feeling sorry for itself. Cut it out. This is about awareness. This is about you recognizing what is and simply seeing a potential outcome of the choices you're making. That's it. That's it. Because once you're equipped with that knowledge, now you can do something about it. 45 minutes ago, you weren't going to do anything about it. Now you have a little bit more awareness that gives you a little bit more ability to see what is, and then you can do something about it. So no self-criticism, no judgment. If you know that you've, you've let some friendships go by, hey, it is what it is. Just accept it. And then recognize that you have the power to shift that. If you haven't been fully expressing yourself, hey, it is what it is. Accept it. Recognize that you have the power to shift it and so on and so forth. I'm not going to go through all five like I have a few times already. So I want to hear your feedback on this one. I want to hear what regret really hit you. And I'll hold the space for you. I'll hold the space for you to just be with it, embrace it, recognize it, and then release it and choose something different. I also want to know what came up for you. Where did you potentially feel a little confronted? I'm going to hold the space for you with that as well. So hit me up, Matthew underscore Bivens. On Instagram, hit me up, mattcbivens at gmail.com. I'm accessible. I love to connect. And I want to talk about this. Because right now, you might be feeling you might be feeling something. That's cool. But just remember that you're here to have it all. You're here for that abundant loving life. And sometimes it takes a little bit of cold water in the face for us to wake up to what we're up to so that we can get to playing those really big games that we can get to being who we truly want to be. But every once in a while, you need a little reminder of maybe, hey, I'm kind of going off to the left. I'm kind of going off to the right. So you can get right back on path and keep chugging forward. That's what this is about. That's what this is about. So I love it. Thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for just going on this potentially emotional journey with me. I appreciate you. I appreciate you tuning in. Because the more of us that are out there playing for love, playing for abundance, playing for our own greatness, holding the space for our own greatness, exercising our self-worth, valuing ourselves, loving ourselves, loving others, the more people who are doing that, the more the consciousness of the entire world shifts, the more that it's elevated. We have the ability to impact the entire world. 
and you're doing it right now. So keep tuning in, keep connecting with me, let's keep talking, and let's keep just flowing in that beautiful, amazing direction that is love, that is abundance. All right, my name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved. Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.